Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. So check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code HFPOD for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Osiris. Come on, we gotta go, we gotta go, we gotta go. God forbid. Sound check. Come on. Sound check is an interesting concept. We don't really employ those here. I, I was mm-hmm. trying to employ dog log quotes in my sound check today. Well, you get to, let me get to it. All I want to say in the introduction to this is that oblivion awaits for those of you who don't like new fish music. Yeah. yeah. Take that. Jerks. We are, um, the four of us are here and we have a special guest, Ryan Storm, who's back. Hello. Are you, are you feeling, does it feel more comfortable when you cross the border back, back home? Um, I mean, at this point, it's just like I go back and forth so much. Like I'm going back across the border on Thursday. Uh, and so it just kind of, you know, yesterday, I think I, I the, the guy that checked our, our passports on the way in yesterday, I think I've seen him like five or six times over the last few months. Uh, I'm surprised he's not he hasn't like recognized me by this point. Like again. Right. He's like, <laughs> this guy's either an international drug smuggler or a fish fan. Yeah, Or he really likes live music <laughs> or both. I don't know, man. I, I get relief just when I cross the border from Maryland back to Virginia. So I don't know. <laughs> um, we are at coming at you today to talk about Syracuse, a one-off Sunday night show that Ryan made the trip for. A lot of friends, I, I know a lot of people, Tom went with a, a couple friends who um, drove up. Like, I think a lot of people made the trek for this one. I think Syracuse is very far away from me, but I, I haven't looked at the map because I didn't want to be sad that I didn't do it. That seems reasonable. It's pretty far north. It's pretty, it's pretty far, far north. north. Yeah, um, it's only like three hours from Philly, RJ. I know, but you know what, Jonathan? <laughs> you know what's not far from Philly? What's that? What the Ardmore Music Hall? Yeah, oh, that's true. Tomorrow, oh. tomorrow oh, and Wednesday, we're going to be doing shuttles to and from the man. I'm starting to get excited, as usual with fish fans. No one bought their tickets until yesterday, and now everyone's like, "Can I still get on that <laughs> shuttle?" And I'm like, "I don't know if there if there's room." Um, RJ's playlist will be bumping. 
Exactly. Exactly. We have um, Iron Hill providing free beer on the shuttle, which I probably should have met- mentioned more um, in the lead up to this. But I definitely should have mentioned that earlier. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm coming. We're doing a we're doing a pretty awesome uh, show on Wednesday where Megan and I are going to be on stage. I'm hoping that we're going to get a special guest from the Philly area who I've reached out to with a very kind and generous offer um, to come Is talk to the- us. Free beer the on free the bus. Yeah. It's, it's yeah, not exactly. no, this person does not drink beer, so it's a different oh, different pitch. Better. But Ooh. we're hoping to get a, some. But I Megan and I are going to open it up, and we're probably going to end up having a conversation with the audience, and we're going to record it and, and release it. I think that will be our quick hit for that day. So um, I get a you know, day off. You get a day off. You get a day off. Exactly. You can um, text us your your thoughts, and we'll share them. Exactly. Oh, I will. Exactly. That's going to be Wednesday. So anyway, if you're going to the man and you want to either ride a shuttle with us to and from. The man from Ardmore, or if you want to come to see the Cal Kehoe band and see Megan and I on stage, just it's all at uh, osirispod.com slash Philly. And we're doing our 10th anniversary party in New York. Ryan Storm will be there, right? Oh, 100% I will be there. 100%. At the bitter end, um, it won't be the bitter end for us, but um, that's where we are. That's, that's where <laughs> the final first. HF pod, the final tour. The final hurrah. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. We um, right. RJ, we also have a happy hour on this Friday at Mustang Harry's. Oh, yes. Thank you. Our, Ryan will also be there for that with his parents, too. Yes. I think. I'm just putting them on the yes, spot. but They will be there. Yeah. We're going to be there with Bluebird Hardwater, and we're going to be hanging out pre-gaming before MSG Night 1, so come hang out with me. Yeah, Neil's not going to be at the happy hour because, you know, he can only do one show because family. Oh, but he's coming to the HF pod party. Yeah, exactly. I, I just want to say in his defense that only doing one show is a perfectly reasonable and sensible way to handle summer tour with or without yeah. a family. Mm-hmm. Hey, I, I have a question about the, the man shuttle. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, is there free beer on the man shuttle? Thank you for asking. There is provided by Iron Hill Brewing, a local wow. brewery. Of our of our friends, our friend Seth, who's a big fish fan, works there. Surprisingly, um, he uh, set it all up. So we're gonna have Iron Hill beers on the shuttle. Um, I'm gonna be, I'm I'm nervous. I have to put together a playlist, but um, it's mostly gonna be a goose jam. So I hope to Good. see everybody there. Yes, <laughs> it's actually only like 15 minutes, so it's it not very easy. it's not very complicated. I'll just play uh, a 15 minute thatch. Messenger. the Ryman Thatch. I'll just play half of the Philly Echo. Perfect. Okay, I'm sorry. Am I on the wrong podcast? <laughs> um, okay. Here we go. This is the kind of set list that I get excited about. I'm sure you were mm-hmm. excited being there. Yes. Brian and everyone else was was texting about it last night. This is really fun. Um, okay, so can we just run through set one real quick and then we'll we'll get into it? Do I it. take that as a yes. Okay. Happy birthday to you, to Lisa Simpson. I thought they were talking about Lisa Simpson from of Matt Groening fame, but I guess it's a real person. Um into free steam into McGrupp, evolve stealing time into meat walk away theme kill devil falls the second show in a row where we get just a wonderful first set closer which is really kind of similar to, to i think this set's kind of similar to saturday it's like a little bit scattered but then like ends in this spectacular fashion but ryan you were there what's your um and come to play who i, I got to meet in philly came to play hey Thanks for I'm always trolling us and 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 inserting comments. Just skip to Kill Devil Falls, Brian. Is that true or is that not true? Um, I would say on re-listen, um, I think Evolve is worth your time. Um, yes, it, it is a wonderful version, lovely solo from Trey. But it, I thought this set flowed really well. Um, you know, I, I figured at this point in the tour, we're seeing that the first sets have become a little more first setty again, um, and so wasn't expecting anything huge by like the midpoint in the set. The grup was exciting. My first time seeing that. And so when Kill Devil Falls started, I was like, okay, going to be a solid eight-minute version. we probably get one more tune. 
to close the set after this. And then it was 19 minutes. And, you know, I lost my mind a little bit because uh, it was amazing. And this jam was all Trey. Uh, second set MVP was Paige. First set MVP was 100% Trey. He was just on fire during this Kill Devil Falls, leading it. You know, Brian, we, we've talked a lot about him using a lot more clean phrasing as opposed to a reliance on effects, uh, which is all over this jam. You know, there is an effects section, but most of it is just incredible Trey playing. And Fishman, you know, hometown boy, just keeping the momentum for the entire jam. They did not take their foot off the gas even a little bit. It was incredible. Um, I just want to ask how many people did you see coming back during the middle of kill devil falls with beers in hand and confused looks on the face? Uh, I don't know. I was, I was looking at the stage. Oh, uh, weird. I really paying okay. attention to people. I know. I get, I'm going to go ahead and speculate. It was many. Probably. <laughs> Probably many. <laughs> I, I think anywhere. your, your assumption of eight minute kill devil falls and another song is not crazy, especially yeah. the way the rest of the set had gone. So mm-hmm. uh, I, uh, I think, I agree with you on overall flow of the set. Um, I think Evolve would otherwise be my highlight. I also like that they brought Meat. And I know they play that not irregularly, but I, I always like to hear that song. My first um, one. And it was, uh, yeah, it was a, a fine set. And then Kill Double Falls made it a great one. Jonathan, Jonathan, why don't you just take this comment here? I came like to, play. to address it as well. Okay. He wasn't the MVP <laughs> during the outro jam is, is wonderful. And, um, Evolve was who, wonderful. Who wasn't the MVP? Trey. Trey? I, I, I'm assuming. Okay, that... so we're going to talk about the singing. I think we are. Oh, right. that's what he was talking about. So, look, I, I'm not going to tell anybody they have to like Trey singing, but um, there are definitely some people who seem to think that Trey can't sing things the way he used to. That's wrong. Trey chooses not to sing things the way that he. <laughs> he used to Trey has been working with a vocal coach. He has been expanding his vocal range, which people at his age typically cannot do. And he's, uh, he's toying with it. Uh, should maybe the band get together on a few of these songs and try to nail down some like new vocal arrangements, perhaps, perhaps, perhaps. I, I, I can't argue against that notion, but, um, and if, Somebody, I just saw somebody on on the internet, online. I made the mistake of going out there again. Uh, suggest that McGrupp was one of their best vocal melodies, and I would argue that McGrupp has barely changed since they first started chanting it. So I'm not exactly sure it's a vocal melody to begin with. Yeah, uh, but you know. Yeah, maybe some arrangement work is called for in the uh, after the tour. They should put their heads together on that. But you know, listen, Trace, you can't fight Trace enjoying his voice. Can't fight say? evolution. Yep. Yeah, I, I was going to say, as far as Trey's recent vocal stylings have gone, I felt like last night's McGrupp was one of the better results. It actually didn't seem that off key. Should, I don't know. I don't know how it felt on the Mastodon and get in a fight. Oh, I, I you know what? I've been meaning to go and, <laughs> and look at what Trop was saying about that. That I actually crossed I, I wasn't here to name night. names, but uh, well, you we, got we it know down. who it is. We know who it is. Um, but I, I, I think, think I think bad. to Jonathan's point, and and we should reference the um, 
what is it? The what are you doing video that was released yeah. uh, from Alpharetta that you sent around to our group. Some of us um, are not on social media and so don't get to see all the information behind the scenes stuff uh, that the band releases. I think us, but, I think us technically is de- defined as more than one. I, I, would, <laughs> yes. I would also just like to um, comment, Brian, <laughs> you, you had a tweet of mine in a group chat like five minutes after I tweeted it last night. I so, get, I get, I get, I get sent tweets all the time. It is something yeah, I you can't avoid cannot, it. I cannot escape. But it's kind of nice. Say, you have your own concierge. You have a social <laughs> media. They're going to be yeah, called it's like curated. curated. It's curated. I just have people curating the internet for me. It's great. Sometimes it's really nice. Sometimes I'm like, why are you sending me this? I logged off. <laughs> um, but I will just say the video of Trey with his vocal coach is incredibly educational and. Whatever the discourse is, it is very clear that he is doing something that I don't think Trey ever considered in the 90s ever doing. And as he went through the 2000s, it is something that he probably could not do during that period in time and is now at a point where he recognizes um, you know, the legacy of the band at this point in time. He recognizes songs that he wrote when he did not know how to sing the way that he knows how to sing mm-hmm. now. And he is, uh, I don't want to say improving upon what he wrote in the past, but he is evolving. I think that's a better word. I think the challenge for a lot of listeners, and I had this as well, is it's often happening to older songs that we all know intuitively are sung one way. And when he adjusts that and changes that, there's oftentimes a reaction of, wait, that's not how you're supposed to do it. But he is clearly figuring out that this is what I actually can do with my voice. And that's a really exciting thing. And that's just a thing that I don't think a lot of people are asking for, but as an artist, you want him to constantly be changing and evolving. And the last point I'll make on this, uh, I saw Bob Dylan twice in the mid two thousands and all the criticism about his voice at that point in time, I would agree with it was accurate. You couldn't really hear what was coming out. I saw him a year ago at 82 years old, clear as a bell, some of the most beautiful singing I've ever heard from him. This stuff can change. This stuff can improve and it can have a huge, huge impact on you hear the music long-term. To follow on the Bob Dylan point, um, you've never heard him sing a song the same way twice. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's right. Mm-hmm. Last, last point about the vocals. People who think that Trey only started doing this recently should go listen to the Star Lake 98 Julius. <laughs> Are you so, referencing 1.0? Oh my God. I know. God. Crazy. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. I just want to say quickly, just on the Kill Devil Falls closer, I'm sure you guys all have thoughts. I, I, have, a, I have a theory, which kind of goes back to like the Rise Come Together jam that Megan and I saw last year in Raleigh and some of these other I like, like your theories. I do think that a, that a jam like this, which is a marvelous kind of jam, maybe there's more possible with a sort of blank slate of a jam as opposed to a song that we expect to jam. Mm. You know, where it's just like, yeah. I mean, Kill Devil Falls has jammed, but like with a tweezer, they like they know where they're going, and it's either going yeah. in the same place that they usually go or a slightly different place. This is like a really open area. I think it probably applies to Oblivion as well. And when they're when they're on, they're just they're they're filling up those spaces in a way that I think only like a blank slate kind of thing can uh, blank space, if you will, can like can can do. I think that's totally that kind of a Taylor Swift really, reference. Yes. It, yep. It and fish. Um, okay. And fish. Yeah, I think that what you were saying, RJ, makes so much sense to me, too, because this jam, similar to some of the jams we were talking about last week, it has so much breath and space in it, and the peak is so organic. Like, 
we were talking about this last week, how their peaks haven't felt like crutches. They felt like they've really earned them. And I feel like that was really true in this KDF. It was, you could feel them like almost peaking at like 14 minutes. And then they kind of like melt it back and find that like beautiful space. And so when they do peak it at the end, it's, it was so incredible. I mean, this was like a tremendous thrashing peak and it felt deserved. And I think that that's what they're finding when they're actually allowing themselves to like not peak right away or give more space and breath. And it makes a lot of sense that they could do that out of a song that's not kind of like a reliable jam vehicle. Makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And, um, you know, shout out to the Vivaldi tease that Dre does at like 17 and a half minutes on there. And he did it in light the other night. And, uh, and, and according to some folks I've been talking to, it's been around, he's been kind of messing with it a little bit on and off, uh, for a little bit. Shout out to my mom who called the mountain jam every time Trey played a major key lick last night. (laughs) (laughs) That's like me calling dark star every time a band like gets like slightly ambient. (laughs) I'm like, this is fucking dark star. I know it. Um, anything else on the Kill Devil Falls before we go to second set? It was awesome. Shout out to Gary Brown because the sound was crystal clear last night. I was at the front of the lawn, um, but it took around two minutes into free before I could hear every single instrument with perfect clarity throughout the entire show. And like, it, it was amazing. I don't know what he's been doing differently this summer since last year, but it's working and he should keep doing it. Yeah. I noticed that in Wilmington too. Definitely once I was off the lawn that the sound really like kind of dissipates there because it's it's just super open and mm-hmm. it's on the water. But I definitely felt like the sound once I was in front of the soundboard was the mix was great. Um, and and shout out to apparent viewer slash listener uh, Vance Powell for continuing to do awesome work on. Yes. yes. On this Thank tour. you, Vance. We love you. Thank and you. Yeah, you're amazing. All things fish. Yeah, okay. those of yeah. us sitting at home are really enjoying the sound. Too. <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all working right now. It's all yeah. working. Um, set two: Susie into Tweezer into Oblivion. Miss you, Wolfman's Possum. Encores. I didn't know what's the use into Tweezer reprise. Um, I just, I mean, I guess I'll I'll just start because I want to pass it off to you guys. But the Tweezer is just like kind of all over the place, but in a in a good way. You know, there's a lot there's a lot of different segments. I didn't hear like a lot of brand new things like I, but I felt like it was that and the oblivion jam were both like fast. There was like, there was a lot mm-hmm. of moving and a lot of different ideas. And I just want to say that the transition into oblivion was just, wow, pretty amazing. And Trey's singing on that is incredible. And, um, the, that, that like combo of whatever that was 45 minutes of music is pretty amazing. Um, Ryan, what was, what was that set to like? Uh, it was awesome you know Susie started uh you know i immediately was like okay like this is they're gonna do the the you know short upbeat song into tweezer this is 100 percent happening and I, so i was very happy when they went into tweezer um first Susie second set opener since 72103 uh you know pretty much almost exactly 20 years uh since the last one but you know, cool to see it. Crowd was amped and then obviously the crowd was incredibly amped for tweezer this jam was cool because First of all, you get this thing that we heard in the Greaser in April where they come back to the tweezer theme midway through the jam and then keep going, um, which is so cool. Like twice in this jam, they come back, you know, they're playing tweezer. And then, you know, one time like Paige started doing synthy stuff and Trey was like, okay, fuck it. Let's keep going. Um, And then, you know, like they just they find a new vein of inspiration. And now instead of being like, oh, well, we're already wrapping up, they're like, ah, it doesn't matter. 
you know, let's, let's, let's go out into space again. And so this was amazing. I, I was amazed at how long they kept going because again, it felt like it was wrapping up two different points. Um, but th- there was, there was intent behind the improv happening here and yeah, page towards the end, uh, on the Moog one, just, I, I was in disbelief. It was, it was incredible stuff. Um, and where I was on the lawn, I was like right in the middle. And so I could hear the the stereo, um, vibrato going back and forth from left to right uh, with that and the on the profit uh in oblivion it was just it was amazing oblivion had another one of those really really well-earned peaks toward the end you know they they dip into the deep space for a little while in the middle of that jam but then they come out of it with this really patient bright just incredible groove that uh ended with another great peak um you know miss you i thought was a perfectly placed uh you know sometimes this song doesn't get perfectly placed i thought it was amazing here wolfman's was just straight funk um and you know i, I texted um brian uh as as possum started and i said rj just felt a disturbance in the force yeah <laughs> I, was, I was i was asleep and i think i like woke up and was like in a cold sweat like no. <laughs> something something happened <laughs> Although it's not going to be played at the man, which, you know, yeah, exactly. look at that. Look yeah, at that. it works. Sorry. Brian, what do you got on this, <laughs> on these gems? Um, I mean, my overall thought is that those who know me uh, as, as a fish fan know um, I'm, I'm often filled with uh, worry and uh, anxiety over what the band is going to do and, and, and what it will mean and what it will feel. And is just, you know, my natural state. And my thought last night was pretty simple. Like these are, the shows that really prove all the time, the effort, the energy that's, you know, associated with listening to this band, with discussing this band, with thinking about this band, with going to shows, with whatever it may be, it, it always ends up being worth it. Um, you know, the shows where you're like, I don't know if that choice that they made was um, exactly what I preferred, you know, and then the realization of, well, it's not it, what, what you prefer doesn't actually matter. It's what, you know, the band is choosing and, you know, try to understand it from that perspective, all those kind of like back and forth thoughts that go into it and why we spend so many hours discussing it. It's all for a show like this. Like uh, you, you, you can pick whatever knit you want about set one. I'm right on the same page with you guys. I thought it flowed incredibly well. You had your balance of kind of rare songs. You had your balance of, um, uh, you know, big jam at the end of it, some really standard songs that would like, you know, just hit the crowd in a really huge way. But in the second set, you get this 50 minutes of music in Tweezer and Oblivion that is some of my favorite music that has been played all year, regardless of the band, regardless of the tour. Um, Ryan, your point about Miss You, I was just looking it up. It's been played like 19 times, and I would argue it has like 15 of those times have been perfectly placed where Trey just mm. reads the, the moment in the room mm. and says that people are ready for kind of an emotional step back, like an emotional breather at this point in time. And man, if you've like lost anyone like in any way close to you and you listen to those lyrics like those are some of the most prescient lyrics i've ever heard come out of this band and um you know wolfman's uh had a really solid uh couple of performances over the spring tour was placed really late in the second set at hollywood bowl led to this really cool spacey jam this didn't totally go in that direction but definitely had space to breathe and um, tweet a <laughs> little bit of a clav tweet there, yes. Um, Possum, I thought, was a really nice kind of let's play a really classic song that works in this slot, that just builds tension, builds energy. Um, I loved it. I, I did um, 
just really quickly while I have you all here, uh, a fact finding missing this afternoon, because I was like, my God, we got two 20 minute songs back to back. This is something that had to happen, you know, multiple times throughout the late nineties. Right? No, this is a, like this. So this happened a couple of times, but there are a few asterisks that I'm going to, um, uh, share here in a second, but, um, total, it has been done seven times overall throughout fish history. Um, wow. Seven times, which is crazy. That's crazy. Uh, I bet it's mostly in 2.0. Is that right? It is mostly yeah. in late 3.0. Damn there's right. What? One, there's not oh, yeah. one single occurrence. This kind of shit of didn't happen back yeah. in the old days. No, they Everybody who complains songs. about a bunch of songs in a set like is not paying attention to their 1.0 tapes that they're spinning. They just <laughs> yeah. all they remember is like, you know, Maze started and then they walked outside and it was cold. That's all they remember. <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. Those are good all nights, but no, like we they're didn't not always get the deep jams. We yeah, didn't always get them. You didn't, right. you didn't, and there's a lot of mm-hmm. like you know summer 95 you get like a 45 minute long jam and then a poor heart and then a 25 minute yeah so i just want to go through these in chronological order um the first three the three from 1.0 um all have a slight caveat that yem is included within it but it is a jammed out version of yem so it is it is added and acceptable here but 11 1996 we get bathtub gin and you enjoy myself 731 97 big asterisk here because it's you enjoy myself to close set one and then runaway gym to open set oh, two it doesn't totally yeah. count, it doesn't but, count. It, but it but it's there <laughs> that does not count. Um, so so really Stretch this only happened six list. times um 12 of slightly famous show uh <laughs> rock and roll 30 minutes you enjoy myself and then cross-eyed and painless so three songs back to back crossing 20 minutes something that can only happen when you're playing midnight to sunrise and then we jump all the way to 3.0 and it, fans of this band this show will know uh of, of of all these versions as i as i list them off but 11 seven below and a ghost huge huge moment uh september 1st 2017 no man no man's land into karini amazing oh, show uh february 22nd 2019 set your soul free into mercury otherwise known as the ryan storm second set yeah and uh <laughs> july 23rd 2023 tweezer into oblivion Amazing, amazing, amazing uh, little nugget of fish history here where, as Jonathan just said, as, as we've been talking, like usually we get fish giving us a jam and then they go into a couple songs. Um, maybe we'll get a jam a little bit later. You think about that Deer Creek 2021 second set with the blaze on and then you got San Francisco. Yeah. Um, but it's very rare for them to go this deep and then go into a new song and have it be that much deeper. And last thought on it is how incredible it is it that this was tweezer into oblivion the like original jam vehicle in this band's career the song that has across all eras is the song that seems to have a defining version of defining performance regardless the styles that they're employing and this now goes into this song that has been played three times and all three times it's gotten that much more interesting in terms of what the band is trying to do it just Every time you think that this band has reached a level where, okay, we can just coast, they keep figuring out new ways to improve, new ways to evolve, new ways to just chase that goal. It's, it's, it's amazing stuff. And based on this trajectory, trajectory, the MSG Oblivion is going to be approximately 28 minutes or so. so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They're like leveling up every time. That song is clearly just like so inspiring. By the New Year's run, it's going to be like 35. It's going to be a full set, actually, I think. Yeah, yeah that'd be so sick. Um, <laughs> 
Well, Brian, that was fascinating. And thank you for taking time to dig into that because I think it's important that us That's... old people get our memories checked. And um, I think that uh, you make just really strong point. This is rare, very rare right. and worth celebrating. Um, I also want to back the point that Miss You was well-placed. And mm. I think that, you know, that was it. They didn't have to do anything else with this show, but what they, except not completely fumble the ball, and they didn't fumble the ball, right? <laughs> um, there, I did a sports analogy for you there, mm -hmm. Brian, sports metaphor. Um, uh, Wolfman's was was good. It didn't go deep, but it was good. Possum, you know, it's possum. It's fun. Have fun, people. Don't get mad at Possum. And then great encore, like <laughs> yeah, absolutely great encore. The first, I didn't know encore since 1992. Um, wow. And then what's the use into Tweezer Reprise? Come on. The encore on. was like a mini show. It had like an opener Everything. with like banter and a fish moment. And then they have like their spacey jam out feeling and what's the use and like a reprise exclamation point. It was yeah. crafted just like so perfectly. It was like this miniature show. Second what's the use encore ever also. Yep. Yep. Somebody in the comments here mentioned that. Jason, shout out. We see you. Um, I'm just hoping I can hear it at MSG again. I don't know if that's too soon. I think we'll get it at some point in MSG. That song in an arena with that silence, I think, yeah. is something that they tend to love. I, I would say nothing is off the table for MSG, except maybe whatever they play at Man 2 won't come around until late at the run. I think everything that makes sense. on the table. Yeah. Yeah, that Agreed. makes sense. Well, I just want to make a point about kind of what you were saying, Brian, it's such good perspective to have because I think there's been so much online chatter, which you luckily have not heard, Brian, but about just, you know, these terrible Wilmington shows and how these shows aren't good and Fish isn't doing as, you know, perfectly as they should be. And it just made me think of this like analogy where it's kind of like we're all addicts and we have this drug dealer. Okay. And I don't, I don't have a drug dealer, but I'm just imagining what it would be like if I had this a drug is dealer. all foreign to me. I don't need mm -hmm. you to have to yeah. so just your like notes with later. It. So we have this drug dealer. I live in a I, weed legal state and all of my weed is strong. It's consistent across. So I don't have to worry about this, but go on, please. Okay. So imagine that you needed something other than weed. Just just that's your imagination, okay? So <laughs> you you have this drug dealer, and the first time you go there, they give you the most amazing shit. And you're like, oh my God, this is so good. So you go back again, and guess what? It's that good again. <gasps> and you're like, what? So you keep going back. You go back so much. You start showing up at his real job. You start calling his girlfriend. You're just like going all the time to see this drug dealer. And finally, he's like, you are... You're t there's none left. I can't always have the good shit, but you're still going to get high on this other stuff and it's going to be fun, but it can't always take you to another planet. Okay. And so I think what's happening is we're all acting like addicts who got too much of the good shit and need to just like settle down and just enjoy getting high and realize that sometimes, yes, you're going to go to another planet and it's going to be amazing. And sometimes you're just going to have a really good time. Look, if my freeze aren't 27 minutes long, then what's the point of playing them? That's true. Exactly. Damn right, Jonathan. <laughs> well said. This segment of the show segment of the show is brought to you by Don Gately. Shout out to one of the greatest <laughs> characters in American literature. Thank you, Megan. That is a good analogy. Uh, I, I agree. It's it is no, I mean it's it's you know, I think to step back just slightly for like the I think we all have this. There's that sensation 
when Fish does something like they did last night, where I am brought back to being 16 years old in my childhood bedroom with like a stack of tapes that someone gave me that said, you have to hear these shows. And they were nothing to me. They meant absolutely like, I I didn't know what they were, but I put them into the tape deck because I liked this band and it was 626.95 set two. And I just sat Mm -hmm. on my bed and I was like, what the fuck is coming out of my speakers right now? Mm -hmm. This is the most bizarre and incredible music I've ever heard. And that moment when any one of us who got into fish and listened has listened to more shows than you've listened to of albums by pretty much any artist that you've ever listened combined. to yeah. combined. Yeah. <laughs> um, that like that moment when you find what this band can do for you, that's a really special thing. And so then you go through the, in the moment of them playing new songs and playing new shows and not doing it exactly the way that it was the first time you heard it and you either adapting and going along with it or not that's it's 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 strange to say it's a challenging exercise because it's literally just listening to music but it is it is a challenging exercise and it does um kind of stimulate you in a sense so i i think that you're your point is really well taken and it it speaks to moments like this and tours like this that the bands still try new things and some of those yeah. new things that they try don't always work and the fact that they don't always work but they still try them i think is ultimately what makes them really exciting mm-hmm. and worth analyzing and discussing even when one person may be like that was the coolest thing i've ever heard and someone else may be like i didn't like it and this is why yeah i've had that last... exact interaction yeah exactly i think on and both sides link... <laughs> The last bit of both the Kill Devil Falls and the Tweezer, like both of those jams stopped me in my tracks, like just listening in my kitchen, just stopped me in my tracks. And this is a band I've been listening to forever. And I think that the fact that they can still do that is something to be just in awe of and maybe give them some grace when they do have moments that aren't hitting or they're not exactly what you want them to be. I'm really getting on a soapbox about this. Sorry, but I have strong feelings about this. this I think this is a solid button uh, on this whole thing because, Mm -hmm. I mean, here we are. We've got this. People have been complaining. Even when this band is really playing at a very high level, people are still complaining. And they always will. That's because Fish fans do uh, because they're people, I've been told. (laughs) Um, But great show last night. More to come tomorrow tomorrow right yeah all right tomorrow. i hear there's yeah. free beer i mean i don't know anything about that. yeah everybody come to the ardmore it's gonna be so much fun please join us right yeah check out uh what is it osiris dot osirispod.com slash philly something like that well if you yeah. go, go to that, osirispod.com and click on there yeah <laughs> and see what happens all right <laughs> anything else thanks for having me Thanks for coming on, Rye. Yeah, um, I'm so glad you got to have, have you come on today after the show. Always a pleasure. So, so next quick hit will be from the Yardmore that will be posted shortly thereafter, and then we will do another one on Thursday from the second after the second show in Philadelphia before the band hits New York City for what seven Ooh. shows we got? Yeah, I don't yeah. know how I'm going to make it shows. another four days before I see Fish again. Oh, you can live vicariously through, through me, Ryan. I will. I still got six. You'll weeks, get there, but uh, you know, it's uh, I, I the countdown is on. The Dix countdown is going to be on. worth waiting for for sure. Oh, yeah. it always is. Um, thank you guys. This was a good, enlightening conversation, and thank you everyone out there for hanging with us. We will see you guys on the other side. Thanks, everyone. Hi, y'all.
Mother's Day is just around the corner, and it's time to pamper the special mom in your life. And what better way than with the Osea's limited edition skincare sets, featuring clean, vegan, cruelty-free products that are safe for your skin and the planet. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been making seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. This Mother's Day, Osea has two limited edition sets that are perfect for gifting or keeping for yourself. Their advanced eye care duo brightens, awakens, and firms the skin around your eyes, while the golden glow body trio nourishes and smooths the skin all over. Both sets are packaged in giftable boxes. They're so beautiful you can skip the wrapping. And the best part? For a limited time, you can save up to $46 on Osea's sets. Plus, get free shipping. That's Mother's Day made easy. This Mother's Day, get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOM at OseaMalibu.com. Go to OseaMalibu.com and use code MOM for 10% off site-wide. Hey, you. Do you have any plans this year? Ha! How's that going? Do you get 2020? Well, welcome to a brand new podcast called 2020, where myself, Benny Goodman, and my good friends, Corey Pazin and Siobhan Cronin from the band Lost Symphony, also got 2020. And since the world ended this year, we decided why not just check in with some of our friends in the music industry and see how everyone's doing. We're going to get a candid look at life on and off the stage, as well as the mindset of some of the most successful people in the entertainment industry. New episodes drop every Sunday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern. And you can listen at 2020-D.com, soundtalentmedia.com, or on your favorite podcast app.